What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. So join us as we explore the heartland's best and most honest voices. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review our podcast. Doing so helps grow the podcast, and we appreciate all the help from our listeners. Uh, We would also like to take the time to thank our members. Uh, Without these great members, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here at YCDC. So I'd like to thank Cornerstone Bank, uh, York General, uh, Collins Aerospace, and Henderson State Bank, uh, all great members uh, that help support what we do here down at YCDC. So if you're interested in being a member or want to learn more about our members, you can find that information on our member directory page at yorkdevco.com. That's yorkdevco.com. And so we'll jump into the interview today. Today we are joined by a York native. This person went away for college, made his way back, uh, and made his way into corporate America uh, by way of software sales. Uh, Daniel had an opportunity to return in 2015, um, and he did so, uh, returning to York County uh, to work on the family farm. Uh, today I welcome farmer and commissioner uh, Daniel Groats to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Perfect, perfect. So we'll jump right in here. Uh, this first kind of segment is kind of appropriately named because it's a new segment I have. Uh, so it's called What's New? Uh, so in this segment, we just share about um, new information going on in our offices, whether it's a new policy, new programming, new service, new products, anything new kind of going on um, in each of our respective organizations. And so I'll lead off by saying you know, something that you know we've always been doing or just wanting to kind of make note of it and kind of bring it to light is, you know, we're partnering a lot more with York College uh, here at YCDC to build a greater connection between York College and York County with the goal to retain more York College students in the area. Um, We currently, um, it's kind of loosely tracked at the York College level um, that we currently uh, bring one out of ten York College students, or we keep one out of ten college students in the York area, and we would like to get that number to three or four students, uh, you know, three three out of four Three out of three to four out of five students, or out of ten students, um, living in the area. So we just really want to increase that retention uh, that we have here in the area. So York College has helped uh, YCDC with our high school regional event since its inception uh, by helping with planning of the event and offering panelists in the forms of professors or uh, local alumni that can help you know be panelists on our on our panels. And so this year, YCDC, um, you know, got together with York College and we helped organize a career day on their campus for those uh, York College students. Um, we were excited about this. It was a great opportunity for York York businesses and uh, York College to kind of get together. Uh, many of the businesses remarked how this was their first time ever on the York College campus, and so we were really excited about um, trying to strengthen that bond. And so we encourage all community members to support York College. Uh, either by attending one of their sporting events or attending a play, and if possible, hiring hiring a graduate if you're in that position. And even if you can just connect with York College students and staff um, in any manner just to kind of help build that relationship, uh, York College is a, a, a great asset that we have here in York County, and we just want to do more to kind of um, f- build that relationship. So what's something new going on in your world, Daniel? Yeah, very good. Um, well, let me just uh, touch base quick on... Uh, some things in the county that are going on. Um, so uh, for those that are aware of, of the ARPA money, 
um, monies that were uh, awarded to uh, to local and state governments uh, through the coronavirus um, aid package, and so that that money can be spent uh, by the uh, in our case the county level um, to benefit um, county residents in multiple different ways. And so one way that uh, we are, are um, exploring looking at that is through uh, broadband expansion uh, to all residents uh, in the county. And so we have partnered uh, with some surrounding counties and with uh, NPPD to do a feasibility study on broadband expansion. So we're excited about uh, getting that study going um, and hopefully having some results uh, after the, soon after the first of the year so that we can kind of see how we can uh, best tackle that, uh, that task of expanding uh, broadband access with the, throughout the county. Broadband, we've seen, yeah, become so much. I mean, in the past couple of years, broadband has become very important. It's almost the fourth utility up there, mm-hmm. I mean, with, you know, your, your water, your sewage and yep. electrical and everything like that so uh, it's great to see that the commissioners are uh, doing their role to try and um, boost what we have here in the here in the county yeah um, so that's that's great to hear that's great to hear uh, so well, yeah we'll jump right into the interview here um, so yeah Daniel you grew up here in York uh, in New York County you were a rural kid so tell me a little bit uh, about when you know, what your upbringing was like what life was being a um, country kid, if you will, a farm sure. kid. Uh, yeah, so we'll just jump off from there. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so um, like you said, grew up on the farm, rural rural York, Nebraska. Uh, we weren't so far outside of the city of York, but we we were outside the city limits and, and uh, grew up on a farm, um, mostly grain. Uh, my uh, parents had some cattle when I was early, early grade school age, but uh, those uh, kind of went away, and we focused mainly on uh, grain farming, uh, pretty much for all all of my growing up years. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was you know I I still hold that uh, I I might be a little biased, but um, I I think growing up on a farm is a great place to grow up. I did I I enjoyed it. I loved being out on the farm. Every day was different. You could uh, you know run out. We um, lived in the middle of a pasture and so there's plenty of plenty of space to go out and run and explore and so um yeah it was it was uh i enjoyed growing up as a a rural kid on a farm and so it was you your parents and then you had quite you had a couple siblings i mean yep tell me more about your you know that side of the family sure sure so um i grew up with two younger brothers um and so my immediate family was mom and dad myself and then two younger brothers uh, but my uncle's family uh, lived literally just around the corner from us um, so uh, so it'd be my dad's brother and his family and and so they had uh, two boys about my uh, brother's ages and then a little later I had a couple girls that were younger uh, but so we we uh, grew up close uh, there so we our our families interacted on a daily basis usually uh, so even even though I had a fairly small family, uh, three boys, uh, we really had a uh, fairly large family because we were around our uh, four cousins quite a bit also. 
uh, and then of course grandpa and grandma close by as well and so uh, so yeah, we had lots of family time. It was good. No, and that's definitely been great. You know, having you know, I went to school with Brent, your younger mm -hmm. brother. Um, it was it was hard just trying to remember the family because I mean there was Tyler and then there was Rodney and Darren and, and Daniel and it's like all right, who's connected to who and uh -huh. where and sure. what? Yep. And so it, it was it was fun getting to you know grow up with you know, Brent, and yep. the late the late Tyler um, and everything. Yep. And so um, yeah, the Groats family has always been. Um, kind of a staple here in the sure. York kind of community. Um, and so tell me a little bit more about, yeah, that, that farm life and the family life, um, you know, having, you know, being so close together. I'm sure you guys always had, you know, different celebrations and things like mm -hmm. that. So talk a little bit more about, you know, that kind of um, part of your, uh, of your upbringing. Yeah, sure. So yeah, with, with the being on the farm, um, you know, it, it uh, lended to, um, a lot of a lot of family time um so um mom mom did not have a, a job outside the home she uh she helped you know obviously keep the home and then helped on the farm uh and so you know during harvest uh, mom would be out in the tractor and so we'd come home from from school and and we'd go out and uh jump in a tractor or a combine and ride with mom or dad or um even with uh, Uncle Dwayne or Aunt Brenda, and and uh, so yeah, so early early on, you know, we'd we'd jump in and and take the buddy seat and ride along, and then as we as we got older, um, you know, we we'd come home from school and and uh, mom would mom would just turn it over to us, and she'd say, okay, I've put my time in, and now now you get to run it for the rest of the evening. So it was always fun to to get to to go out and help uh, on the farm, even even at a young age, too. And you're right. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. I mean, growing up on the farm is is awesome. I mean, you get to learn so much about engineering without learning mm -hmm. engineering. You sure. learn so much about a mechanic without, you know, being a mechanic. Yep. And you learn all these different, you know, business, accounting, uh, marketing, you know, all these other things that are so applicable in life, and you're just learning them as, as regular things that just right. must be done. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, you know, don't learn a lot of those things until they get further on in life. And so I'm, I totally agree that, you know, having, being a rural kid, being a farm kid really does set you up because you learn a lot of things that you just don't, don't sure. realize how important they are. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't waste your time with, I'm sure there's other things that you can waste your time uh -huh. with out in the country. Yes, um, definitely. Things like that. Not saying that, you know, it's, it's only city kids that waste their time. Yes, but, um, right. But yeah, I'm sure there's, yeah, you learned a whole host of things. And so um, how did that kind of help set you up for college and, and how did that kind of prepare you um, for, you know, that next step and what you wanted to do, you know, um, after it, you know, when you graduated and everything? Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think we, everybody has their uh, role models, their, um, you know, everybody watches the the role models in their life and, and uh, adheres to what they're teaching. And so in, in my case, um, you know, being on a farm, um, you know, just, it, it instilled a, um, a good, uh, work ethic in, um, you know, getting up, going, doing what needs to be done. Um, and so, you know, you can get that anywhere, but I, I got it living out on a farm. Um, and so that kind of gave me the the drive to um 
to focus on what needed to be done and uh, find a way to, to get it done. And so you decided to make your way to SEC after you graduated from York. What what led you to there, and you know why did you chat, uh, decide to kind of make that um, decision to go to college? Yeah, sure. So, um, like I said, I I loved growing up on the farm. I knew from an early age that I wanted to be in, um, involved in agriculture. Uh, but uh, as I as I continued to grow up and uh, see other opportunities. Um, I wasn't real sure that um, the day-to-day farming was uh, what I wanted to uh, spend my life doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, in kind of in exploring that, um, uh, in high school, I took a job with Cornerstone Bank and kind of started to um, look at the f- uh, more the financial side and the business side of farming rather than the day-to-day uh, farming operations. And so in doing that, I found, I found that I liked the, um, the culture and the, the um, environment inside of a bank. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of decided that maybe finance uh, more towards the agricultural side uh, was kind of the direction that I wanted to go. Loans and right. doing things like that. Correct. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. So after, uh, after high school, um, I went to Lincoln and um, that transition, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it was an interesting transition. Um, and during that time, um, that first year, um, I actually had an opportunity to uh, join our church's ministry. And so I did that for a year as well and kind of took a step away from college. And it was just a good time to grow as a person and, and kind of see some different opportunities and whatnot out there. Uh, and so then uh, after that came back, uh, went to SEC and uh, ha- um, graduated there with a business administration degree. Right on, right on. And so you, you found yourself in a bank, you know, working for a bank. What, what were some of the, um, you know, maybe the roles that you were maybe could see yourself growing into at, at a bank or what was, uh, what drew you to wanting to work at a bank instead of the day to day at a farm? Yep. Yeah. So, um, so a uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Roger Burgess, and um, he was a loan officer, an ag loan officer for Cornerstone Bank, and um, so he um, he really was my mentor, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I I had seen. Um, so he, he worked very closely with our family, um, on the finance side of the farm and, uh, in, in through that, uh, it, it, I just found that to be a very interesting role. And so, um, he was instrumental in, uh, kind of my, uh, transition, if you will, into, to more of the finance side of farming, um, and kind of the, the, the driving force in, getting me um, pointed in, in the, uh, into that side of things. And so after you finished there up at SEC, you found yourself uh, connected with Union Bank there in Lincoln. How did you find your way? Was that something like a connection to the school or was that a relationship formed outside of the school? How did you find your way uh, over to Union Bank? Sure. So, um, yeah, so at that, at that point in time, after graduation, 
um, I, I knew that um, I kind of wanted to continue to uh, expand my uh, experience within, within the banking world. And um, I, I, I don't know that there was any prior connection uh, to Union Bank. They had a position open that would have been, so like at Cornerstone, my, my main uh, roles through my position there was just a teller on the teller line. I worked up at the North Branch. And, um, and so this was going to be a, um, the, the position that I had applied for was an assistant supervisor at a uh, local branch for Union Bank. And um, so it just, it, it looked um, to be a step in the right direction for growing my career. And uh, so really it's, that was a, a position that um, I, I, there was no uh, prior connection or anything. It was just a, a blind interview application. And um, I was fortunate to uh, be a successful candidate in that and, and got that position. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. That, uh, be able to yeah, kind of walk in there blind and you know be able to you know impress them and enough that you know they are willing to take a chance on you. And obviously right. it, it worked out for them um, and everything. And, and then you found your way over to ITI, uh, which is today known as Fiserv, right? Yes, correct. And so um, how did you find your way over there? Was that a connection through the bank or yeah, how did that kind of go? Sure, sure. So um, so it was in a roundabout way a connection through the bank in that uh, both Cornerstone and Fiserv, oper- or Cornerstone and Union Bank, sorry, um, operated on the software that uh, ITI or Fiserv uh, provided. And so I had at that point in time a significant amount of experience on their software. And so um, so I didn't necessarily have the back-end experience, but I, I had the user experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so uh, there were, um, there were some, uh, some connections of uh, people um, that had transitioned from Union Bank over to um, to Fiserv, and so through those connections, um, I was able to uh, make an application and uh, get a role on the install team to start with there at, at Fiserv. And how many years were you there at Fiserv? Um, I was there. Uh, I think it was uh, about seven or eight. I forget the exact. Uh, no timeline yeah. there, but uh, yeah, so um, was started in on the install team, um, transitioned over to a project team, and then finished up on um, an account management uh, relationship side. Yeah, so funny enough, I actually worked at Cornerstone Bank. I too started on the teller line. I found my way selling the Pfizer product through way of correspondent banking mm-hmm. at Cornerstone Bank. So uh, I was actually selling the Pfizer product with mm-hmm. Mark Hagedone going mm-hmm. around to our correspondent sure. banks, um, which was an awesome relationship that um, was formed upon years and years of relationships between the late Randy uh, Sheldon and mm-hmm. Pfizer. And so, yeah, it's kind of neat that, that that connection that Pfizer and Cornerstone Bank has. And I'm sure you right. got to deal with that yes. quite a bit, handling a lot a lot of their uh, you know transitions as they... Um, acquired and mm-hmm. uh, new banks and yes. got, brought online and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm sure you kept uh, pretty busy. I know Mark liked to joke that um, Kelly, uh, the C, uh, 
former CEO. Zach's mm-hmm. now the CEO, but uh, Kelly Holtis, uh, uh, he always joked with him that you're buying all of uh, your correspondence up. You need yes. to quit that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so uh, it was kind of kind of fun to kind of see that. So when I saw that you worked at Fiserv, I mm-hmm. was uh, kind of interested in that. It's yeah, such a great sure. product. I mean, yep. it really is. It yep. works. Uh, so well. So what were some yep. of the things that you enjoyed uh, at being at Fiserv? Yeah, so it was a great experience. Um, so on the install team, um, I I had the opportunity. Uh, this was pre-coronavirus. We got to travel around. Uh, we were out on site with banks. Um, a couple of those early years, I was uh, I was out on site uh, with banks um, half of the half of the weeks of the year. So every it, it, it averaged out about every other week I was in a different city. And so, you know, it was fast-paced, it was crazy, but it was fun. You know, you met a lot of people, uh, saw a lot of different country, um, and so it was it was very interesting. You know, very, um, you know, got to meet a lot of people from different backgrounds, from different cultures, uh, and, and helped to learn a lot about... Uh, the world we live in. So was that a regional kind of, or were you coast to coast? Coast to coast. You found yourself in somewhere in North Carolina, and next thing you know, you could be in Idaho. Correct. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of, that would be kind of exciting to get to kind of go from place to place. Right. Any certain places stand out that, or maybe some favorites or anything like that? Right. Sure. Anything? Yeah, they were all, they were all fun. I, I, I really enjoyed uh, traveling to Portland. Mm -hmm. Uh, Portland was a fun city. Very interesting um, place. I've been yep, there as well. Yep. I didn't realize how yep. many bridges were in Portland. There's a lot until of bridges. I got there. Yes. You know? I always think of Pittsburgh as the bridge city, and yep. uh, no, Portland. Right. right. Right up up there with <laughs> as many bridges as they are. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, definitely. And so um, you've had an opportunity to come home in 2015. You know what led to that decision? Was it a hard decision? Was it an easy decision to come back? Kind of talk me through. Kind of. You know, what led to, to coming back and how that kind of transition yeah. kind of unraveled? Sure, sure. So um, I don't know. Um, it was an interesting transition for sure. So I had been gone from the farm uh, for um, 12, 13 years. And, um, you know, of course, I'd stayed connected. I'd come home on weekends and run a tractor still and, and whatnot. But in 2015, there was an opportunity uh, for some expansion on the farm. Um, so it made sense to, um, there was room enough anyway for another, uh, to come back in. And, um, at that time I was, uh, to the point where I was ready to say goodbye to corporate America. And so it just, it kind of was a transition that felt like it was the right transition at the right time. And, um, you know, um, at that point in time, um, you know, it was, it was interesting. It was scary. A lot of unknowns, but uh, looking back on it now, um, I'm very glad that that transition was made, and I'm I'm glad to be back here in York. Right on, right on. So it sounds like quite the yeah decision making. You know, uh, I'm sure there was a lot of prayer maybe involved mm-hmm. or anything like that. For sure, so, for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, and then you've been back since you know 2015, and then just recently within the last couple of years, you you made the uh, jump into public office, yeah. and so kind of what what led you to that? Was that something that you've always kind of had in the back of your head um, that you wanted to do public office, public service? Kind of tell me a little bit more about um, that decision. And, and yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, really, 
um, back in in Mr. Adams' government class uh, in high school, um, he, you know, he he did a good job of presenting government and and creating a uh, an interest. I think, at least for me, uh, in government. And so I always kept a, an eye on on what was going on and who was who was our representatives and and uh, things like that. And so it, I don't know that it was ever something that I, um, you know, said I will someday be in public office. But it was something that was always back there that hey, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, um, I wouldn't be opposed to uh, being in public office. And so uh, when there was an opportunity. Um, for the District 1 uh, commissioner seat when that was open. Um, it, it just, uh, after considering that and, and talking to the family and, and saying, you know, okay, um, here's kind of where we're at and do we feel that, that uh, we have the, the manpower and whatnot for me to dedicate the time that's needed uh, to the commissioner's position. Um, it was, you know, everybody felt that it was a position that would would lend itself to um you know that we would have the manpower to keep the farm running but still uh, Mm -hmm. allow me to uh, dedicate the time necessary um i decided that it was the right thing at the right time and so i put my hat in the in the ring and that position opened as a were you running against an incumbent or it was an open it was an open position Mm -hmm. and so um the um so the late um, Paul Buller passed away and mm-hmm. opened up that seat, and so um, so in in um, the process in, to fill that seat was an application process, and then the uh, county clerk, the county treasurer, and the county attorney uh, made up a committee to appoint the new um, uh, commissioner. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was some other applicants. Um, there was a open interview process, and uh, I was uh, selected as the successful candidate. So you'll have your first official kind of runoff then this this next uh, cycle. Correct. Then. Yes. So this uh, this seat, uh, District One, is uh, elected on the um, on the non presidential years, I guess, if you will. Uh, and so, uh, so this seat is open or up for election in 2022. Uh, so the filing will start in January. And so, yeah, I hope to to file for candidacy. You do plan so to file again? I do. Okay, yes. Right on. Oh, yep. That'll be great to have you back uh, with a couple years of experience under your belt right. and everything yeah, like exactly. that. Did um, would you do you feel like you would have ran for the position if you had to? Like run against an incumbent because I know like I ran for school board here in York, mm-hmm. and the only reason I ran was because it was an open seat. Sure. I, I didn't want to be taking. I didn't Correct. Wanna, in my eyes, I didn't want to be taking someone's yep. seat or challenging someone for a seat. So did that play right. into kind of your thought process as well, or how did definitely how did that? definitely did? Um, yeah. So um, Paul uh, Paul was a friend of mine, um, and uh, you know I feel that he was he was doing what he could. Uh, doing a good job at uh, representing our district, and so had he, um, you know, had he still been with us and been filing again, I would not have have filed against him. Um, and you know, when when the seat was open, 
I felt that it was an opportunity to put my name in. Definitely, definitely. So I totally can understand where you're coming from in that. And so what kind of impact do you want to have, you know, in this position? And, and tell me kind of what, I don't want to say legacy, that's a too big of a word for right now. Uh-huh, but what, sure, what sure. kind of, you know, what kind of changes or what kind of things do you kind of... Um, want to have you know in this role mm-hmm. sure yeah so um i think that uh we you know my philosophy on government is that government should work for uh the uh residents or to for the people and so really my my main goal is to continue to work to have a uh, transparent government that works for all of york county yeah and i think you know the commissioners do a great job i mean they stay on top of you know the important topics as far as the rural roads, making sure they stay maintained, mm-hmm. and and, um, and and everything of that nature, and so um, yeah, I think our, I believe our commissioners, you know, do a great job in, in the county um, and everything like that. So uh, it's great to have you on the on the, mm-hmm. on the seat, uh, kind of a younger face, if you will. Sure, right. Um, and so it's great to kind of rotate those people in. You know, we don't want to have. You know, people there forever and yep. so but you know it's also good to get kind of that new blood in there so it's great that, that it, you're part of that process so we'll move on to a kind of our rapid fire questions to kind of help start rounding out this interview so tell me your favorite smell is there a favorite smell mm-hmm. that you know kind of mm-hmm. you always look forward to right there you go fresh cut grass oh you're one of those fresh cut grass mm-hmm. people yes, okay please. okay what about <laughs> fresh cut grass mm, i'm not sure it just there's something fresh summery uh, it's just a, a good. Uh, Maybe it's that reward good, of actually right, you know, you go, doing yeah. the work. You yep, know. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Cool. Uh-huh. What's a favorite season that you have? Yeah, Th- this is a tough one because um, you know I I'm a warm weather person, so I have to say summer. But you know, summer for a farmer is busy. <laughs> I was just gonna say you're conflicted <laughs> so, based upon. Yes. Yeah. So you know, winter's right up there. <laughs> Right up there, but things start but, to slow down. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. But yeah, warm weather. I I'm definitely a warm weather person. So summer summer rates right. Well, up Well, you've there. really lucked out because this warm weather has carried it has yeah, far far great. too long. I mean, it feels like here in January or February we're gonna get yep. get the. Um, this is all gonna come come back on us. And yes. So, uh, but I do enjoy a nice fifty five degree Christmas day. You there know? you go. <laughs> Nothing better than that. Uh, what's your favorite way to spend a day off? You know, when you get a chance, you know, yep. I know you're pretty busy as a farmer, but when you get a, you know, a day to kind of spend or, or a couple of days, what, how would you spend that? Sure. Sure. You know, um, give, give me a spa day. I enjoy my spa day. You know, not many farmers might say that, but I will. I'm always <laughs> envious of, uh, Brent was always posting, you know, those, the cruises and yes, you know, we, yes. after harvest celebrations. Yep, and yes. so uh, I was always very envious of seeing, seeing those celebrations, but uh, I was not envious of all the work I, that I knew that had to be put in in order sure. to enjoy that. And so, uh, that, that, that's definitely cool. So spa day, I'll have to remember that. Uh, a favorite restaurant in York County. What's mm-hmm. a, maybe a restaurant uh, that you like to take family or you know when friends from out of town come yep. you know, what's a place that yep. you, you got to take people sure sure well you know um it might be cliche um but you know chances are is is just it's a tasty place and and uh you know when i when i was traveling um it was amazing anybody that had been to nebraska and 
heard that I was from York, they'd say, "Oh, have you had? Have you? Do you eat it? Chances are, well, yes, I do, and yes, it's good." Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that's it. the great question of, "Are you from York?" and <laughs> the Water Tower, and chances are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a favorite memory that you have here in York County, and I know being as a local, you know, you probably have quite a few over the years, but what's one that maybe kind of sticks out in your mind? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting one that you, you think back at memories and well, my goodness, they all, a lot of them anyway, uh, happen here in York County. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I was, I was, um, just trying to kind of think what, what might stick out there. Um, but you know, uh, I think, I think what I would, would say is, um, you know, the memories at school, um, you know, they're, they're, I look back and, and I, I really enjoyed my uh, days in York Public Schools. Um, it just, it was, uh, the teachers were great, the administration was great. Um, they, they, I feel they set us up for success. With- and so I, I think that, that that's the, the, how I would answer that question. Were you a Holder student by chance? I was. Ah, I yes, can tell. I can, you can just always tell a Holder student from <laughs> any other students, you know. She had a way with turning some of the roughest students into the, yep. the best students yes. and making some of the best students feel like some of the smallest students as yep. well. She, sure. she challenged everyone. And yes. she was She was a fantastic teacher. Uh, yep. Certainly, I'm sure they miss her up through there. I'm sure they've got... Uh, someone trying to do their best to sure. replace her, but there you go. You know, kind of a hard shoes to fill there, for so, sure, without a doubt. Um, next question here is kind of a little fun one. Uh, you get twenty five thousand dollars free to kind of remodel your house and do whatever you want. Uh, what would you do to your home? All right. Well, um, you're probably going to say uh, you have a. Th- you're going to call me out and say I have a theme here, but um, you know I. I would use it to create a spa-like master suite. There you go. <laughs> nice little me, steamers coming bet. out of yes. the shower. Yeah. Yes. That nice overhead. There. Yeah. yeah. Waterfall. We're on, the, we're on the same page. I like it. <laughs> I've seen enough remodel. Yeah. Bathroom <laughs> remodel videos. That yeah. Yeah. You can tell exactly. Uh, what's a favorite candy bar that you have? You know, you're in the in line for Casey's or Grand Central. What's something that yep. always catches your eye? There, you know, I, I might be odd in this, but, you know, I'm not a candy guy. Um, I, I just... Um, no big sweet I, tooth. I used to be. I used to... Oh, my goodness. I would go... Not so much on candy bars, but I would, as a kid, I would go through bags and bags of Skittles. <laughs> but not anymore. I, I have pretty much completely turned my back on candy. So, you know, give me, give me a, a bag of, of uh, almonds... Um, mixed nuts, something like that. That's the route I. That's go. your indulgence now. It is instead yes. of a bag of, a bag of skittles, <laughs> give you a little pistachio bag, maybe. Yeah. I, I stay away from this pistachio. Oh that's, wow. that's about the only nut that I, I stay away from. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, a favorite county or local event? What's something that you're always maybe looking sure. forward to? Whether yep. it's maybe um, York Fest or Balloon Days or or, or something. What's something mm-hmm. that's always looking forward to? Yep. You know, I, I always enjoy the fair, the good old county fair. I whether it's uh, just walking around, seeing the people, looking at at the uh, um, you know things on display, or going to figure eights or uh, any of the other events. But it's it's just it's a good um, traditional uh, time for the county to get together and 
it's always a fun time. It's always interesting to see you know, how talented the young people are with mm-hmm. like all of the different woodworking and like welding projects and mm-hmm. uh, and other things that they just do. It's crazy how how talented they are and, and everything like that. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, the county fair was always one of my favorite kind of events to round out the year because you know school's starting as soon mm-hmm. as yep. <laughs> county fair. Yep, and so. Um, Cool. So we're kind of moving on here uh, to our one of our last segments. It's called What's Making Us Happy. Uh, it's a segment for us to kind of talk about um, the good that's going on in our lives, um, you know, things that um, is always positive. Um, and so for me, I'm going to talk about that. I just got a dog um, just past right. six months. So Very it's good. the first dog mm-hmm. I've ever had in my life. And so it's been fun. I've been blessed. Uh, I lucked out and I ended up with a dog that was house trained she mm-hmm. knew sit she knew down she knew uh, kind of knows lay down and i'm slowly learning other ones like i said couch the other day and she ran up on the couch <laughs> and i don't remember ever teaching yep. her that and so uh, i really lucked out with whoever had her before me um you know loved her greatly and taught her quite quite a bit and so uh, i've certainly lucked out with that and so that's kind of uh, some good in my life so yeah. what about you very good what about very you? good sure so um you know um one thing that that is about me, um, I I still have both sets of grandparents, and so um, you know, for someone my age uh, to uh, have both sets of grandparents still living, still in really good health, still living in their own homes, um, you know, I I really can't know how fortunate I am. I I know that I'm fortunate, but um, but to really put a value on that. Uh, you know, I, I can't, but I, I, I do know that that's extra special and it, it makes me happy. And so, um, yeah, so I have the, the wonderful privilege of still having those influences in my life. And, and that is, is excellent for me. It certainly makes yeah, Christmas all the more better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. When you have that opportunity to get the whole family together. Yes. So thank you for your time, Daniel. I appreciate you, you know, coming on here today and sharing me sharing a little bit about uh, what's going on in your life and everything. So uh, I just want to thank you. I also want to thank our members again, uh, members such as your college, Community Title, um, Midwest Bank, uh, Overland Ready Company, and York Medical Clinic. Uh, once again, all great members that uh, help us do what we do here down at YCDC. So if you're interested about our members and wanting to become a member, you can visit that at yorkdevco.com. And so, Daniel, I will leave you with the floor. You can finish out the show with a quote, with something that's going on either in your life or the commissioners, or if there's something you need to share with you know, going on, I'll let you finish it out however yeah. you want. Very good, very good. Well, I think I think that, uh, you know, we've covered good area. Uh, we've talked a lot about uh, uh, good things that YCTC is doing and and uh, the county and what's what's happening there but you know York County is a great place to live and work and raise a family and I hope that I can continue to help to maintain that and make sure that it stays a great place to live work and raise a family awesome well thanks for having coming on yeah very good thanks for letting me come in today this is 17 County a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com.
come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thank you.